This is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been going on a rampage myself, but Quentin Rampage Jackson, how you doing, sir? I'm fine. How you doing? I'm doing extremely well. Action thriller Mojave Diamonds available on demand, digital and DVD on May 30th, just five days from now on Lionsgate. So, Quentin, how have you been doing? Everything good? Everything's great. How's everything going for you? Uh, not, never better. We just kind of, we go along having a magnificent time. I mean, I'm not going to star in an action thriller, Mojave Diamond, so I want to I hear all about this, Quentin. Uh, what you, what you want to hear is a, is a great film. Yeah, that's all I want to hear is what the film's all about, how you got involved in it. Uh, 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 this is something we can look forward to. You get, how, many, uh, how many appearances? Uh, you, I mean, you're going to do a lot of movies now? Yeah, I've been doing I've been doing a lot of movies here and there over the right, years. Um, right. Mojave Diamonds was a uh, it, it was a great film. The dude that got me and um, Cap was around here and Charles Son and two other MMA fighters in there, and I got to work with uh, Nicholas Cage, son West Popa. It was um, you know it was it was a good film. They had me. Um, I don't want to give out too much, but they had me as a bad dude. And, you know, I don't get a chance to play too many bad guys. <laughs> well, I got to be honest with you, Quentin. Um, with the tone of your voice and looking at your picture right now, I think they go together rather well. Because if I if I pick up my phone, I go, "Hello, yeah, Tom, it's Quentin." I go, "What do you need, Quentin?" <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he starts laughing. Quentin, you know exactly what I'm talking about, don't you? <laughs> I think that's terrific. So, did you? Uh, now, where did you grow up? First of all. I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, you're from Memphis, Tennessee. Okay. Did you always know you wanted to become what you are? You wanted to become Rampage Jackson. How how early in life did it strike you that this is what I want to do? Well, um, I grew up a big pro wrestling fan. Right. Uh, I thought I was going to be a pro wrestler. Yeah. And did you ever do that? Did you? And as far as that's concerned, it worked out? I wanted to. I went to MMA first. I started wrestling in mm-hmm. high school because I thought it was pro wrestling. And then um, it took me down a path of uh, MMA. And that was how many years ago? Do you remember, Quentin? I started wrestling when I was 17. Okay, and then MMA at what age? Uh, 21. Yeah, the reason I ask you that because so many young men that I know now are getting into uh, you know, they learn wrestling moves and all the rest of it. But MMA has become a huge sport. Uh, and it's kind of, it, Quentin, do you agree that it's kind of taken boxing right out of the picture? Well, it, it did take boxing out of the picture for a while, but I, I feel like boxing is kind of making it like a comeback slowly. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, it's it just... Although I got to be honest with you, Quentin, the last fight I watched was a guy named Mike Tyson fighting another guy who lasted 46 seconds. And I think I think Mike Tyson might have had a lot to do with with boxing going away for a while because nobody could come near beating him for God's There's sake. a lot of guys who wish they could last 46 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 46 seconds is a long time, guys. Yeah. It's a long time. <laughs> yeah, that's a, hey, exactly. It would seem an eternity. Oh, it would seem like an eternity if, you, if Mike Tyson was coming after you. There's no doubt about that. 
Uh, you know, one time I, I interviewed Mike Tyson many years ago on a, on a show I used to do, Quentin, and he was very, very pleasant, all the rest of it. But I joked around with him a little bit. And it's interesting, joking around with Mike Tyson, you get this. So, like, you would say something to me, and I'd be Mike Tyson. You go, yeah, well, then blah, 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 blah. There'd be a long pause, and then he'd go, yeah, that's funny, man. <laughs> you, know, you know you're in trouble when the snake on a space turns red. Yeah, exactly. Mm, when the point. snake starts moving, you got some problems. So uh, Mojave Dime is going to be it's available on demand, so uh, you can get it uh, on May 30th, which is five days away. What should people look for in Mojave Diamonds? How does it start? I don't want to know how it ends. I just want to know how it starts. What's the premise? Well, um, no, the premise is like, you know, that classic film where it shows like what people will do for family, you know? Like, uh, I don't want to give away too much, but, you know. No, sure. The family uh, is, you know, is, gets in trouble. And uh, you got to take care of business. It just shows how far a man will go to save his family. That is a wonderful thing, Quentin. I know you're out of time, but... I'm going to someday call you up and ask you to record something for me from my telephone. And I, all I want you to say is, don't make me come over there. <laughs> <laughs> Quentin, thank you so much for your time today, sir. Great talking to you. Have a good day. You too. Take care. Quentin Rampage Jackson. There is a guy I can guarantee you has not liked his first few interviews. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, when we started, I was like, this guy does not want to be here. He does not want to be here. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, growing up in Memphis, I think you kind of, that, that's, that's a, sort of an instinct. <laughs> yeah. You kind of have a wall up, you're saying. Uh, to be fair, he's also been punched in the head like yeah. 10,000 oh, yeah. times. Yeah. So, yeah. I think he'd prefer that to doing radio. <laughs> Holy buckets. How would you like to, your phone phone dings and you go hey hello how you doing yeah man i heard you owe me money how'd you like to hear that on your phone that'd be great wouldn't it not ideal well luckily i know that i could get out of that call quickly because i would just ask him a question and he would be gone (laughs) exactly richard Pryor still had the best line of all time Hmm. you're lucky i'm a christian man i'd be down there kicking in your ass One of the great. I thought Quentin was a great guy. See, yeah, I, when I, I first heard him, I went, "Uh oh, somebody really pissed him off I by know. being a smartass this morning." I can mm-hmm. tell. Well, have you ever been to Memphis? Oh yeah, I've yeah, been to Memphis. It's an angry city. Oh, is it ever? Yeah. Uh, I'll give you an example of how angry that city is. Hmm? I'm filling up the car because we're going down to what is it? I think it's uh, Interstate 11. I think mm-hmm. it's just south of, south of there, or it it leads to Interstate 11. I think is a better way to put it. But uh, I literally am filling up the car, and this guy walks over and he goes, what are you doing here? <laughs> and I said, what do you mean? He goes, you ain't supposed to be here. Well, said, it's like the blackest city in America. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. And there are parts of it are, that are great, and other parts, you don't want to go mess with those people. Sure. I'm just, by those people, I'm talking about the people who live there. <laughs> 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 That's what I'm talking about. But, yeah, they give you a look like, what the hell are you doing filling up your car? Are you taking our gas? <laughs> Well, I am paying for it, but, you know, I just, no, I thought, I thought Quentin ended up being a great guest. I yeah. thought at the beginning it was going to be a bitch, man. You got it. You got around to him, but man, that was a painful beginning. And, <laughs> and like, it's that kind of thing that 
when he doesn't want, he doesn't even want to acknowledge or answer anything with more than one word. And then when he finally, at first, he was like, I'm not going to open my mouth fully uh, to tell you anything. And you got to him where you guys finally started having actual conversations and you made him laugh. He was great. But at the beginning, I was like, I know. This guy. Like, uh oh, somebody really pissed him I off. Know. I was like, <laughs> I was like, we're not forcing you to do this, sir. Like, yeah, but can you imagine what a pain in the ass that is to come on and try to do something and everybody's being an a-hole about it? Yeah, I, I, I know. I can imagine. Uh, I can imagine as I look at you both. Oh, a-holes? <laughs> you mean the three of What do you mean both? Who got left out? Uh, Gelfan got left out. Oh, Jesus. Hell, <laughs> Hey, I, you know. I'm, here we go. I'm a, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Oh, wait a minute. I'm not a lover either. You're there just, you go. Just a man. <laughs> you know that every show from now on when I start, we're going to start the show, and Brittany's going to talk to me, and I'm going to go, matter with you. That's all I'm going to do. I'm going to stop. No. You're away. No. No, no, no. Forget it. I ain't doing that. And I'll go, well, this feels like home. I thought I was Tony <laughs> Joe White there for a second. Some of y'all never been down south too much. Oh, I love that song. Oh, it's a great song. It is a magnificent song. But no, I was very, very happy. I thought those guests did a really great job. I love the fact that I've been in long enough to recognize, yeah, this guy's already pissed off. Let's not piss him off anymore. No. You don't make somebody whose name of Rampage or, or they're, they're Rampage. They're promoting something called Rampage angry. Oh. On, the, on the other hand, I mean, it's almost your brand. Yeah. Angry yeah. people. No, you're right. Because what do we think about when we think about some of the great guests that you've had over the last That's 40 true. years? That is very, very it's, true. It's the ones who were pissed off, the Shirley MacLaine's. God, was she pissed off. <laughs> what Himalayan humor. <laughs> who did she say that to you? I, she might have. The, oh, such Himalayan humor. I think humor. she did. I said something, <laughs> and then, yeah. then she accused me of being a Himalayan humorist. <laughs> she did. I remember that. She, yeah, she was not friendly at all. Who was the biggest prick, though, of all time? Well, it had to be, uh, what's his Rich name? Rich Hall? Well, Rich Hall, he was right up there, the guy pretending to read the newspaper. Yeah, so he, wouldn't he wouldn't talk to us at all. He wouldn't talk to us, yeah. Not on the radio. He's and doing it, the radio interview. He wouldn't talk to us. Well, you know, and there was that okay. tense, like, five minutes when he was sitting in Studio B yeah. before we got on the air. Oh, I remember, yeah. yeah that, and then he sat down. The meeting, he put the, a screen up between himself and the rest of us by pretending to read the paper, but he was reading the want ads upside down. Yeah, he was. No, you're right. They were upside down, too. Yeah. You're yeah, absolutely right. We got to take, take a break here. And I, I, as we come back from just a couple of minute break, I, I want to throw this at you because uh, there's, there's, I'm just going from the top left to right. There's a picture of me, then there's a picture of Brittany, there's a picture of Rudy. Uh, bottom level, there's a picture of Judd, there's a picture of Mike Gelfand. Now, who are those five people? Uh, one says Tom, one says Brittany, one says Rudy, and one says Mike Gelfand. And then the final one says, the twins won a game. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Judd, how are you? Good, how are you? Um... I still got to ask you guys a question, and it's all of Major League Baseball. I have never seen so many errors committed in my entire life. Every game's got three, four, five errors. What is that? Three in one I'll inning look. the other day. Yeah, right? the other day. Yeah. The Giants committed three, and I think it, it was the third. That was a team that was very, very pleased to have won two games and said, you know what? It's a getaway day. We don't give a damn. See yeah, bye. yeah. Seven, seven to one loss. But you know what, Tom? At least you should be happy. 
I am happy because they won finally won a bleeping game. And just a quick yep. question: How can Rich Hall be a prick? He was never that funny. No, he's never funny. He was not good at all. He was he was a raging prick. Gelfand will tell you. He was a very unpleasant. Oh man. yeah. Well, so many comics, real comics. I don't even think he's a real comic. You know. No, I agree. But because he built his fame on that Sniglets thing. Oh, remember when he got uh, the look he gave me? I said, uh, "Do yourself a favor. Don't go into my neighborhood and use the name of your book because it ain't going to go well." I um, Sniglets. And he was famous really? for he was famous for one thing, Sniglets, right? Yeah, that was so it. He comes yeah. in and says, yep. "I ain't talking about Sniglets." Yeah. Today. Yeah, he didn't want well, to talk about Sniglets. What are you going to talk about? You got nothing. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you call your dad Robert Hall? We'll talk to him about his shoes. Uh, yeah, I, I don't understand that whole thing. You're coming in to promote your own show and you're a prick? I don't understand but that. But that was the thing with comics. They'd come in and immediately start basically sending out signals to people. Whatever you do, don't come to see me tonight. Oh, Daniel Tosh. Every time we had him in, he was a complete asshole. I don't even remember him. Never, did you ever work with him, Rudy? No, we talked about him yesterday. I did see yeah. that he has got dates coming up in September because I looked him up. Oh, in town he's, here? Uh, he's in the States. I don't know if they're going to be in town, but it looked like eventually he'll end up making his way to the Midwest. So yeah. probably early next year. And, and who's the guy whose parents were deaf? Oh, uh, you talk. Todd Gass? No, not Todd Glass? Glass. Todd Glass. No, yeah, that was it, right? No. I think. No? no, he's talking Craig about. Gass. Craig Gass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Craig Gass. Craig, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he, and I, and the weirdest thing happened ever. Uh, so I'm, I'm sitting in the office with, with Dave, our program director. Hamblin. There's a few of us in there. And, and, you know, this guy, he was, I, I don't even, where was he from? I can't remember, but. He, he's not a local guy. Uh, no, no, he's out east. He's but, from out, out east. Yeah, yeah, I believe now he lives in Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, that I could, sounds I think right. So. Yeah. He grew up out east, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. So his name was mentioned, probably not in a positive way, because he had a habit of like you know dominating everything he touched. No, he does, but I I really like the guy. I think he's a great guy. Oh, I I I don't know him. No, I never I know. knew him. No, I understand. But you know, it's just the fact that he he took over the Vegas show for like. You know, forty-eight hours. Oh, straight. he did. That's yeah. That is true. I he remember like that. He was supposed to be there for forty minutes, right? That was he hilarious. would not leave. And then it was like after the show got <laughs> over, he'd say, "Well, what are we doing tonight, guys? Uh, let's go bowling tonight." He's a very nice guy. So I was sitting in Dave's office, and somebody says, "Well, you know, his parents, uh, his parents are deaf." Right. And I said, I think they're only pretending to be. No, that's his sister that's pretending to be. And I look out the, I look out the door. He's walking by. Oh, God. I mean, what are the odds? That's not how'd that work out? Uh, he just he just pretended he was deaf. He's a very, very pleasant guy, actually. Well, I, I don't I like I say, I, I have no idea. What are you going to do? Tom, you're so handsome. See? Now, who would love that guy? You know, he tells the truth, you know, comes on the show. Judd, what do you think? I, I think that Gelfand, I know this is going to shock you. I think it's my opinion that Gelfand, not a big people person. What? <laughs> I think Gelfand, not he's a big deep, people person. There's a difference offended. between... You you are like I am probably you get annoyed. It doesn't make the person a, a bad guy, right. but like if they don't shut up or something, we're probably on the same page about would you just shut the bleep up? Yeah. As opposed to a complete jerk. Um, I'm just amazed that comedians who are trying to promote like their appearances and survive, right. I would guess right. by that wouldn't be the nicest guys 
or gals, and that like I could see actors. But when, when, when you guys did the thing with Keanu Reeves and what his band was, a dog star and dog star, yeah. poof on him. The chucker. That's what, <laughs> the chucker, that's one of the great, and he was great. He played along. He thought it was hilarious. He was so high, I'm sure he can't he remember it. but handled it better than anybody else. Oh, oh one other guy. Oh, really? Uh, what's his name? The Wonder Years guy. Yeah, yeah, he did it. Oh, really that's well. right, Fred. Uh, Fred yep. Savage. Savage. There you go. Fred he's Savage. so young too. His voice is cracked. Hi, everybody. <laughs> he was. The, he was the best ever. You're right. You're right. He, he loved the bit. He did. And he went along with it. You know, sometimes people they they want to be real hip. You know. And and so they play along too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And you don't yep. want that. But but Fred Savage played it just right. And he was what like 14 at the yeah. time or something. Yeah, he was. Tell you what, uh, by coincidence, I talked to the Chucker yesterday. Yeah, I just talked to him because there was a, that story released, and I don't know who. I don't even know who does this, but there was a story released that I fired John Lastman. Yeah. Like, so I'm talking to Lassie last night. He's like, "What is that? I mean, it, it's where do they come up with this crap?" I didn't know you had that kind of power. No, I I didn't either. Who did the story, Tom? Um, like, I, where was know, it? It it was on the internet. Oh God. It was one of those I mean, deals. A lot of truth on the internet, baby. That's not really a story, Tom. That is a, Well, I know, yeah. That's, that's why know, we're that's... laughing about it. Well, I fired everybody. Everybody's ever been fired mm. from any job in America. I fired them. It's true. Is the checker going to make a comeback? That's the question. I am trying to talk him into maybe visiting us once in a while. But he lives in St. Cloud now, so it'd be kind of a bitch. Yeah, but true. I did. Uh, he, he That checker bit was one of the most brilliant bits of all time. You're using all that Ryman Simon stuff. I can't follow along. I mean, that's a brilliant line. Ryman Simon stuff. <laughs> that stuff remains some some of the best just like bits I've heard. No doubt about it, of all time. And he did those all himself. Did he really? He, he did. He wrote he just Oh yeah. I don't know if it was all ad lib or he wrote some of it well, or I don't know how he did it. Well, I don't want to give away any secrets, but there was some editing involved. <laughs> you mean of other people's material? Uh, no, no, it's the you can hear it, the editing, but it's still good. Well, Judd and I respect that because we yeah. know the toughest part about writing a story is is the editing, right? Yeah, sure. Is our, yeah. our editing it? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Well, exactly. Exactly. A, yeah. yeah I, you. You have to put things together at, at the end. But still, the thing about the chucker that I always loved was that took balls. No, like, it, you're right. Like what he was doing, right. I don't care if it's on the phone or not. When you have a book time with a quote-unquote celebrity and you pull that and, and make it work a lot, that takes a lot of cajones. I couldn't agree more. Well, yeah, but what would take really more balls would be if you're if you're interviewing a let's say a Saudi high official. Then you get murdered. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> that would not be good. That's, that's when they love you to pieces. Yeah, it is. <laughs> this is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. 
Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you will receive 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets. You'll receive a set for as low as $29.98. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square, and use promo code TOM. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code TOM. Uh, hi, it's Tom Bernard, my friends at Niemeyer Trailer Sales at their Albertville location just off Interstate 94. I'd like to extend a special offer going on now through the end of July. It's for all of our Tom Bernard Morning Show listeners. When you visit their Albertville location, mention that you heard me, Tommy B., tell you, uh, tell you about this July-only savings opportunity on travel trailers, pick up campers, now, you must be a qualified buyer, but here's the really, really good news. Receive up to $5,000 off the advertised price on all their new in-stock inventory. As always, terms and conditions do apply. Brands include Rockwood by Forest River, Arctic Fox by Northwood Manufacturing, Cirrus by New Camp, and more. Now is a real good time to buy and take your passion on the road with Niemeyer Trailer Sales. You can't just sit around. See my guys and gals at Niemeyer's in Albertville or peruse their current inventory at Niemeyers.com. That's N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S.com. Niemeyers.com, up to five grand off. Yes, I did say five grand off. Sales event ends July 31st. It's time to beat the heat. This is Tom from my friends at Miller Marine and Power Lodge giving you the keys to a cool lake breeze with clearance pricing on 2023 luxury pontoons, fishing boats, and more. Our dog days of summer won't last, and neither will their inventory. So do both of us a favor and go from floor to shore today with iconic Bennington pontoons and tri-tune packages at doorbuster pricing at Miller Marine in St. Cloud and all Power Lodge locations. Get your first cruise in by sunset. But don't wait on this limited-time special. Power Lodge offers competitive financing with no money down, by the way, if you need delivery to your dock, their team of experts has you covered. Discover what thousands of our Minnesota neighbors have and explore our lakes and rivers in your own boat at Elite Savings. I said Elite Savings, darn it. Launch into adventure today at Miller Marine and Power Lodge. Just head to millermarine.com and powerlodge.com to see for yourself. Financing is available on approved credit. Freight and prep are not included in packages. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show. I do have to mention this because I adored this woman. Only met her a couple of times, and that was a long time ago. Tina Turner has died at 83 years old, unfortunately. What a talent and what a sweetheart of a human being. She was a very, very nice person. I don't think I would have wanted to fight her, though. Uh-uh. Do you ever see her legs? 
Oh my God, they're crazy. She could throw a punch, man, with those legs. I'm telling you. She she had to be she had to be able to, considering who she was married That's to. That's true. Oh. Ike was not very friendly. Ike guy. could throw a punch too. Oh God. What was Ike's most famous line? Oh yeah, what was that again? Well, all I remember is he was he was asked about about whether he had he had punched her or beaten her. Or yeah, something. right. And you don't remember the line? No. Because you can do it much better than I could. But what he said was, and it's not funny in today's context at all. No. But but it was, well, I mean, it only made you, like, respect. Well, I wouldn't say respect her, but sympathize with her more. Mm-hmm. And he said something like, you know, I don't hit her any more than no normal man. Well, that's right. I don't hit her any more than any normal man. She said, yeah, I don't hit her, but I didn't hit her more than the average guy beats his wife. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I wouldn't even know what the average would be, yeah, would I, you? I'd say none, but I oh. I don't know. I can prove that I've never hit Catherine. Because you're still alive? You're still that's exactly <laughs> the answer Because you weren't right hit with there. a frying pan while you were sleeping. <laughs> I'm still alive, baby. <laughs> Wouldn't end well for you. No, it would not have ended well for me. But she had the, the most, her pipes were just incredible. Oh, God, what a talent. Just busted her ass, worked her ass off, no doubt about it. Tina Turner died yesterday at her home in Switzerland after what uh, her reps called a long illness. She was 83 years old. Just a few months before her death, Tina had said that she was in great danger due to kidney disease. Tina rose to fame in the 1960s as part of Ike and Tina Turner Review with her husband, Ike Turner, after his game. I like the fact she was married to Ike Turner, and now she lives in Switzerland. <laughs> as far away as possible. <laughs> I get as far away from that prick as I can. And how does Ike get the first uh, the th- first billing on that? I know, Ike and Tina. It's Ike, like, what did you do? Ike, you could have been anybody. Sunny and Cher, Stretch. Yeah, Sunny and Cher, that's all I got to say. That's true. That's exactly right. And you know, it's always Catherine and Tom, so I'm screwed. You know, Catherine and Tom. Uh, after escaping Ike's abuse in 1976, she did what she had to do to survive before her solo career took off with her 1984 album Private Dancer, featuring the hits What's Love Got to Do With It and Better Be Good to Me, uh, the title track. Also, of course, the following year, she played uh, Auntie Entity in Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, featuring her hit song We Don't Need Another Here. Oh, God, what a great song. Tina sold 200 million albums and won eight Grammys. At 56, she was hired as the face uh, of the $20 million campaign for Hanes pantyhose because you know those legs. Oh, yeah. That's I what know. it says. She had some legs on her, man. Yeah. I'm very, very sad about that. I loved Tina Turner. Like I said, I only met, met her a couple of times, and it was a million years ago, but what a talent. And to put up with the crap that she put yeah. up with. Can you even imagine that? No. No. Did you guys uh, ever watch Shit's Creek? Oh, I loved Shit's sure. Creek. There's an episode where Noah is uh, he's one of the guy, uh, characters on the show, plays a song for his boyfriend David, and he plays Tina Turner's Simply the Best on an acoustic guitar, and it is, man, it's one of the only songs I listen to. Yeah. yeah if you see me listening to that song in my car, it, something terrible has gone on in my life. I am out there just bawling my eyes out. Yeah. Just, ah, uh, there's a version of that song that just cuts me to the core. So I want to know, I mean, honest to God, you look at that. Yeah, that, you're right, that is fantastic i don't know it just upsets me that the, the well she was 83 though that's a pretty good run it's an average yeah. run now uh, isn't yeah. it yeah i don't want to think about that <laughs> i don't either but you know that's just the way that's that a pretty is. good life right there though yeah oh tina's well that and i i think if you i think if you get 83 ish or so it's yeah it's um a little bit difficult to say you know cut short 
Well, you know, uh, this uh, this may be, uh, may be going too far, but uh, the clock I have in my bedroom does go backwards. Well, good. Yeah, it's it's not really a clock. It's just counting down. Are you like 20? Oh, nice. oh, I thought you were like 27 years old now. <laughs> going He's back Benjamin Buttoning. What, are you on a doomsday cycle there? Well, I wasn't when I came in, but... You Why know, are you now? Well, but just this, you know, I mean... Um, I'm a long ways from 83, but still, I can see yes. it in the distance. In the distance, the, the far distance. Yeah. And how old was your father when he died? He was uh, 92. That's what I thought. And your mother? Uh, she was about 73. She was only 73. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, she had lupus. She, yeah. yeah. She yep. was clinically depressed all her life. Was that after you were born? Uh, Thank you very much. Great to be here. Well, no, that, that's what she said to me. Did she really? No, I was. I was, do remember that. Yeah, she was on her deathbed, and morphine oh. <laughs> was uh, coursing through her veins. And I said, "Mom, uh, so um, when when did this terrible depression you've suffered from all your life when when did it start?" And she said, "Well, I never got over the terrible depression that came over me after you were born." <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. She really said that? Yeah, she love, said that, yeah. I love that so I laughed. I mean, a lot of people go, <gasps> but I thought it was funny. <laughs> the, no, th- it, the thing was, it wasn't true. But so, was she trying to be funny? No. I no, didn't she, think so. Not with that. Well, that was a lot of morphine <laughs> that she'd been under. No, no, this no, was a dying woman. Break this into was, a comedy was, routine after being pumped with morphine. <laughs> 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 well, you know, I mean, that's, that's why I always say that, you know, my, the first words I spoke were right after I was born. I looked up and saw her and I said, not you again. Not you again. Oh, damn it. It was never a great relationship. Nah, that is that is unfortunate. Like my dad, your mom. Yeah. What are you going to do? Well, Rudy, he, he's very close to his father. Obviously. Brittany, yeah. really tight with her father. Yeah, you know. These things do happen, don't they? <laughs> Isn't it amazing? They're, have you ever met anybody in radio that got along with both their parents? I don't think I Just ever like did. A well-functioning, normal well fun- human yes, exactly. that doesn't yeah. want attention all the time. Nope. Not no even chance. Charlie Boone. Maybe Charlie. Maybe back in the day, That's Roger Erickson. <laughs> Roger. Yeah, Hobbs. Uh, yeah, Franklin Hobbs. Hobbs, House. Hobbs House. Franklin got along with his folks. Great, I hear. Yeah. <laughs> Probably true. That was what 1887. Mm-hmm. That was. Mm-hmm. Hey, gang. How about Steve Cannon, gang? Cannon got along with his parents. Pretty he did. Well. Yeah, he did. Didn't yeah. he? Very but Backlash didn't. Backlash LaRue did not get along with his <laughs> folks at all, I've heard. Isn't that sad that Cannon died like two years after he retired? It wasn't very long. I don't know if it was two years, but it was not long after he retired that he did not. He didn't live much longer. No, it must have been about seven years ago, wasn't it? Well, it's got to be about right. Yeah, I, I, I so. would think that's about Maybe I should look it up. Seven years. Because I do that once in a while. God, wasn't that like five, six years ago? No, Tom, it was 22 years right. ago, actually. <laughs> but, you know, don't worry about that. In any case, so I did watch the Twins game yesterday. I am still, I do not understand five errors in one game, three by by them and two by us. Is that is that how it went? I think that's correct. Yes, and uh, and like Mike said, the three by the Giants came in the same in, inning. Yeah, they. Yeah, you're not wrong about like. I think you're correct. Fielding, for the most part, has been atrocious. It's terrible, and I've been talking about across the board. Right. I have a question for you guys, and maybe you can answer this because I was never an outfielder, and I suppose they do it in the infield too, though. 
What is this deal now where they put the the glove to the left of their head if they're you know a left, right-handed player mm-hmm. and wait for the ball to get into their glove? I mean, it's they it literally instead of they used I know to do this, about. they put it in front of their face. Remember those days? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, now they yeah. put their hand over here and they catch the ball, but not as often as they would have when the when the glove was centered. Yeah. I don't. Why did they do that now? Is that to look cool? I, That's right. Yes. Yeah, I think you're exactly is, right. Yeah. Oh, God. But why? Well, I have to say though, I God, I love the time, the clocks now that they put on the players. Oh yeah, it's a yeah. good move. I mean, all the histrionics that we saw from hitters all the time. Oh know, yes. And now yeah. they can basically only do the sign of the cross once. <laughs> only one sign of the cross. How are they going to get by, Mike? I don't know how they. You know, no, it's terrible because they. You get two strikes. If you get two strikes mm-hmm. on you as a batter. You hold up your hand. You tell the umpire you want to take your one break. And the one break lasts for, like, what, 15 seconds maybe Uh as the most, right? I think that's right, yeah. Yeah. So it's just enough time to do the cross a couple times. we got to do the cross. Yeah. Uh, We have an email from a listener, uh, Aaron, who said, Can you ask Judd or Mike why the umps' strike zone is wildly large this season? It's terrible. Because they are, for the most part, guessing. And because we now have, like it or not, we have what the strike zone is supposed to be on the screen constantly. Yes. Yes. This is what, it's not like the umpires in the 70s were better. We just didn't have the strike zone literally drawn on the screen for us. Yes. So it looked worse. And given the fact that the, the, the fastballs are now about 98 miles an hour, Although, what's what's the name of the guy? The relief pitcher, Duran, is that his name? Yeah. yeah. So, yep. so he hit, what, 105 right? the other day? Mm-hmm. So you got guys throwing a 105-mile-an-hour fastball. Amazing. You got guys throwing the sweeper slider, yeah. which you know, which basically bends about 10 feet from when it it's does. released. It does. I would have to say, and I hate to say this because I hate authority. No. Yeah, I know. It's I've, I've just... I've decided to just come out with that. Yeah. Okay, good. Thank I you. hate authority, but I think the umpires actually do a pretty good job for the most part. But it's the best they can do, and it's not good enough, which is why we're going to see the robo-ump within the next two, three years. Well, yeah, because they're missing pitches by about a foot. Well, the worst of them, yeah. I, yeah. I think, you know, generally speaking, what happens is the typical umpire does pretty well for about four innings. Yeah, I could see that. And then after they've watched about 100 pitches, yeah. then there's a little bit of regression, which I think is normal. That's why what they ought to do is just is just have the umpires, you know, the first guy should umpire for four and a half innings. And then, and then get in and rotate. Move another guy sense. in. Yeah. Not a bad no, idea. you know, no, no. Here's what you do: you pay the guys who are good at balls and strikes more, and have them exclusively behind home plate. With this whole thing of rotating in guys that suck at their jobs, yeah. is ridiculous. Like you don't, you don't go to the back of a plane and get someone one who's serving diet Pepsi's to fly the plane, you know, as part of a rotation. But the, and if you're you, right because that's that's the way it used to be. Makes no done. sense. It used to be that that the guys who were best at calling balls and strikes did it like every game. A lot yeah, of people don't yeah. know that because <clears throat> right. you, know, you wouldn't see it today. But that right. used to be the way they did it. Exactly. Hey, Tom, I got to run. I know. Patrick, I hate so. that. Sorry about that. Tell All them right. to cancel the show from now on. <laughs> All right, we'll talk I'll, to you next week. Talk to you. Bye. Thanks, Bill. Judd Zolgad. Ladies and gentlemen, score north. So yeah, I um, 
I don't know. It, it just I love watching the Twins, but boy, it's been a rocky, rocky year. Well, the problem is that you see a lot of errors. You Lots see, of errors, and you see a lot of just not very good plays. I agree. You see guys behind the plate who, at best, sometimes stop the ball. I'm mm-hmm. talking about I'm talking about the catchers, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's harder to stop them these days. But I mean, you look at oh, the, yeah. you look at the Twins, the, the guy they traded for Vasquez. I mean. He just he can't catch anything. Sixty six and a half feet, and that ball's coming at you one hundred and five miles. Yeah, it'd be hour. a little tough. Whoa, that's got to be a bitch. No, it's tough. And you got a typical yeah. baseball game. You're going to have like like eighteen strikeouts is about normal. Yeah, it is a, now in a game. Yeah. So you're not. I mean, this game is doing a lot better than it should do, given things like yeah, that. I agree. They with They sped you. the game up, so that's a huge thing, and that's a great start. But. Um, you know, we've talked about it before. That's that's why they got to move the plate back because the ball has to be put in play. In play. Mm-hmm. You know, you used, used to be, oh, well, it was a great pitcher's game. You know, it was a right, fun game to right. watch. It's not fun anymore. I agree. It's not as much fun as it used to be. They got to do something about this. I, I, watching people, you know, showboat catching and lots of errors committed. And it's just Jesus. I uh, I'd like to get back to the old kind of baseball where you get your ass chewed out every time you make a mistake. I love that. Yeah, benched. Benched exactly. Well, now I mean the the thing is I understand that players want to exhibit a little flair, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's okay, exactly and that's right. That's fine. I yep. mean they should. They're they're great athletes. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're as great as basketball players, but they're they're great. You know they don't. They're not required to do as many things, say, as basketball players do. Mm-hmm. But they're still great athletes, and they should. You know, should be able to have a little flair. But the the problem the problem is that it's it it gets to the point where, you know, they do things well. The best example is because it happens all the time. A guy hits a long fly ball. It could be a home run. Mm-hmm. What do they do? They stand at the plate. Yeah, and then and watch when, it. And then when the ball <laughs> bounces off the, the the wall in center field, yep. all of a sudden they got to rush to maybe get a double. And a lot of times they get they turn a triple into a single. Hey, it's exactly now, right. Yeah, and and you know a guy would have been fined in the old days. Yeah. And I'm not when I say the old days, I'm not talking about like 1920. I'm talking about 1980. 1919 when they fixed the World Series. What about that? Ah, those were the days. Those were the days, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. Okay, i got to run this by you guys. These are the worst films of all time, according to Rotten Tomatoes. Do you have, the three of you, do you have a movie that you thought was the worst movie you've ever seen? Because I was just trying to think of one. Well, I mean, do you count movies that are so bad that they're great? Well, that's interesting. I think you have to. Yeah, probably. Because otherwise, they don't stand out at all. You don't remember. Is there one for Brittany? Is there one movie you went, oh, my God, this is the worst movie I've ever seen? There was a movie I walked out on, and I can't remember the name of it, but it was like the premise was it was a home shopping network show and that a guy was <laughs> claiming to be Jesus in it. And oh I think it had God. big names in it. It was the only time I ever walked out of a movie. I want to, I'm going to figure out oh, the name. Oh, yeah, I want to see that one. Yeah. Okay, you don't remember the name of the movie? No, though. I can't. I was trying to Google it, but, of course, I, it's a crazy thing I just put in the search. 
Now there you go. Rudy Hub, what do you got? Yeah, I think we have to go with movies that were bigger names, but they were big flops. Because yeah. there's obviously yep. some, like, I mean, there's movies out there like Tommy Wiseau's The Room. Right, right. You can't is, include that yeah, one. You're is, right. Yeah, you're now, right. Is that, is that different from Room? Yes, different from Room. Because yep. Room was a pretty good movie. Yes, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was Academy Award winner, I believe it oh. was too. That's how good it was. But for bad movies, I would say Brad Pitt in Benjamin Button. That movie. I've never seen that. It is four I'm hours. It is so long. I oh, can't really? do it. It's, it's awful. So funny. It's so bad. It's so good. Mike, what do you got? Well, I can narrow it down to two. Oh, two. Okay. Two. Yeah. One is Cocktail. Never saw that. Oh, is that no, the one with Brad Tom? Or, excuse me, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, yeah. the yeah, yeah. bartender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some never very saw that. funny scenes in there. Never saw and, it. And uh, the other one would be the Oscar. Never saw that either. Who's oh, in that? Tr- everybody's in it. Oh, are they? Everybody's doing. There are all sorts of cameos in and that. It's terrible. One. And it's it's uh, it's worse than worse. It's a, <laughs> like you got to come up with a new word for it. It's so bad that it's hilarious. Really? And the acting is is hideous because it's one of the things that, that they used to use to build the movie was, and it's uh, Tony Bennett's film debut. Oh, really? It was, and it was also Tony oh. Bennett's film Goodbye. Oh, I love <laughs> Tony Bennett. That he was wonderful. His, that ended his film career. I found my movie. It's uh, Let me just give you the description. It's called Holy Man. Eddie Murphy stars as an over-the-top oh, television God. evangelist who finds a way to turn television home shopping into a religious experience and takes America by storm. Sounds terrible. Holy man. You know that, that some guy got, got, a, uh, got a meeting with the studio executive and wrote all of that on a napkin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You no, can you're see probably it being right. done. Jeff Goldblum was in it. I mean, there were some big names in it. it I like just him. Sucked. I and again, I think I was I wasn't that old. It was in theaters, and I walked out of it going, "Yeah, I'm not doing this." The, right. the Oscar is so bad that uh, for years you could only get you could get it. You couldn't watch it. Uh, you couldn't stream it. No. You, no way. That you had to buy the DVD. But it was so bad that they that they finally just just went ahead and and they made it available for streaming because there was such a demand for it. It's a cult yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, I would have to go with a very recent movie. Uh, what the hell is it? Oh, um, you didn't like Evil, Evil Dead, Dead Rise. Rise. Yeah, what, what a it? horrible movie! What? Evil Dead Rise. Oh, I never heard of it. Okay, it just came out. Did okay, I think, in the box office. I, I think it did okay. Mike, it's an hour and a half of people getting stabbed in the face with swords. All right. <laughs> I mean, it's just the most violently disgusting God, movie I, I've I ever seen. I don't think I could handle that. No, you couldn't watch it. It's terrible. The acting in it's terrible, and it's just incredibly violent. I don't, you know, you want to throw a little violence in there, good for you. But, you know, it was way too much for me. All right, so we'll go with these are the worst films of all time. There are 10 of them, I do believe. That's all we're going to go with anyway. The top 10. I never saw this, Jaws the Revenge. You guys ever see that movie? Uh-uh. Was that with uh, uh, Michael Caine? Uh, it says Ellen Brody. Doesn't say anything about Michael Caine. Oh, Steven Spielberg did re- it, of course. Really? Because yeah, there was one Jaws with Michael Caine where he plays like a helicopter. Oh, really? Pilot, and it is awful. I'm trying to look and see. Roger Ebert commented, "It's not simply a bad movie, but also a stupid and incompetent one." Yeah, <laughs> that's a pretty good <laughs> review for you. Okay, next up, Mac and Me. 
Oh, I remember Mac and me. I it was pretty that. much a commercial for Disney the mm-hmm. whole time. I mean, not Disney, McDonald's. Sure. Oh, really? The whole time, oh. yes. So the whole thing was about product placement. <laughs> yes. Oh, sure. And uh, there's like a hilarious. So. The, the main character, Kiddo, he's in a wheelchair, and they did this scene where he falls down like this insane hill, but like keeps falling, and they make it unbelievably long. <laughs> oh, God. And to this day, Paul Rudd in, uh, goes on Conan O'Brien, and he always acts like he's going to show some premiere, oh, yeah. oh. and he always ends up showing that clip. That's funny. Every that single funny. time, and Conan falls for it. Every single time. <laughs> Uh, we'll do one more. Got to take a break, and we'll come back and finish the list. Bolero tried to be progressive and failed. I didn't. I didn't remember Bolero. Do you remember uh, that? No. I remember the movie. Yeah. Oh, do you? I don't think I saw it. 1984. Bolero features a newly popular Bo Derek and was written and directed by oh, her then husband yes. John Derek. Yeah. After 23-year-old Air Mac McGilvery uh-huh. graduates from high-end British college, he sets off to find the eighth, uh, the right man for her first. Intimate, oh, Jesus. Oh, God. This was a Derek exploitation movie. Derek exploitation, there you go. Did she be having big old giants? Uh, you know, she was a considered, I think, uh, total package type, you know. And it was, okay. all about, it was all about the slow motion run on the beach. Oh, yeah, right, right, absolutely. Okay, we'll take a break, come right back, and we'll wrap up the show with the rest of this list, the worst movies of all time. So far, they've done a good job because these movies are terrible. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh-huh. Okay, we'll be right back in just a couple of minutes and finish up the list. This is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show. There's plenty of thoughts that come into your head when you think the name Killebrew. Of course, there's the Minnesota baseball legend, Harmon, who was responsible for many a favorite memory at the old Met Stadium in Bloomington and many a baseball that ended up in the stands and in the gloves of adoring fans from his home runs. There's Killebrew Drive, the legendary road that connects Highway 77 to the Mall of America and a day of shopping you'll never forget. My current thoughts for the name Killebrew is fun floats in our kitchen with my kids and grandkids, a cool, refreshing break in between innings at Target or CHS Field. Or maybe a perfect sunset paired with a sweet, frothy beverage after fishing or on your favorite walleye lake. Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Grab a six-pack at a grocery or convenience store near you. I'm Tom Bernard. This spring and summer, enjoy the one Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Gluten and caffeine-free with a generous portion of delicious thrown in. Killebrew, where memories are created and legends are made. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. This is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show. 
We are back, ladies and gentlemen, uh, running down the worst films of all time, the top ten worst films of all time, according to Rotten Tomatoes, and they do review movies. That's what they do, so. Yeah, and I think they uh, include actual critics, and then anybody can also have their own Rotten Tomatoes. get a vote? Yeah, so I think it's kind of like the Wikipedia of reviews. Okay, so we got Jaws the Revenge. We got uh, Mac and Me. Mm -hmm. We got Bolero. And uh, now we've moved on to Return to the Blue Lagoon. Oh. <laughs> and that a, movie didn't really cry for a sequel, did it? No, it really did not. It says it was a, as uncomfortable as it sounds. <laughs> I don't know what that what? means. I never saw Blue Lagoon. What was I the premise either. on that? I never saw it, but I do take comfort in knowing that you couldn't do it today. That is actually Yeah, that's probably true, isn't it? Very true. It is. Madhouse. I don't remember Mad Christie Alley and John LaRaquette. I loved that movie growing oh, really? up. Really? Was I, good? I tried to watch it when I was an adult and it does not hold up. <laughs> it's a different sucked. View, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's too bad. John LaRaquette and Christie Alley were good. That you would think two powerhouses like that, but yeah. I, you know, I, I think that was right in the middle of of Christie Alley definitely going oh, through a drug phase. Yeah. And yep. maybe LaRaquette was as well, but I do remember the end of it. They drive a tank through the house and completely destroy it. And I just remember rewinding it over <laughs> and over again, laughing hysterically. Oh, God. And, yeah, no, sucks. Christy Alley was, I believe, the, the word used to describe her most often was difficult. Oh, yeah, right. That's what I, I had heard that, too. Dream a Little Dream turned into a nightmare, released in 1989, starring Corey Feldman and Corey Haim. Dream a Little Dream follows an elderly couple who end up in the bodies of two high school students. Oh, that sounds terrible. Well, one of those things. Yeah, uh, possessed by an elderly person. I've always person. hated that premise. Yeah, I don't too. like it either, the body switching. Yeah. yeah. yeah the joke. Uh, the Slugger's Wife. I've never even heard of that. The Slugger's <clears throat> Wife. The Slugger's Wife stars Michael O'Keefe and risky business actress Rebecca De Mornay. Uh, 1985 film tells the story of a baseball player who falls in love with a singer. That uh, sounds yeah, great. That's great, yeah. That sounds really great. Well, sounds how fantastic. can you go wrong with that premise? <laughs> Which one of them is the slugger? I don't even know. <laughs> oh, and they said the sequel to Saturday Night Fever, Staying Alive, was horrendous, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think the fact that we none of us had ever heard that it had a sequel is probably a good sign. Yeah, I've never seen that movie. I have no idea. So far, I've gotten lucky because I haven't seen any of these movies. I'm very fortunate. Uh, here's one. Maybe just the number should tell you something. Police Academy 4. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that guy. Hi what like was that, that guy's name again? I don't know, but he, like, they built the whole movie around that. They started like the second and third. Like He was the 90% of the movie. He was, yeah. Michael Winslow. Michael Winslow, yeah, that's exactly who that is. He does stand up, right? Yeah. He was good at that, though, don't you think? Oh, yeah. yeah, the sound effects were, they were amazing. amazing. Yeah, a little cameo in Spaceballs, too. Yeah, there I, you go. I got the blips. Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol was the beginning of the end for the franchise. Precious Cargo wasn't Willis's brightest hour. I don't remember Precious Cargo. Mm -mm. Anyone? Did you hear what Bruce Willis starred in it, right? Did you hear what happened to him? Uh, it was so sad. Yeah, yeah. He was on set filming a movie, and he's sitting at a cafe... And they bring him over a cup of coffee, and he goes, I didn't order that. 
he didn't realize he was shooting a movie. Yeah. Oh. That's so Ouch. sad. It's oh. like, Ouch, babe. Who's watching over you at that point? Yeah, don't you have to have a guardian standing by? And apparently so. now he can't act at all anymore. Yeah, so like when you get to that point, Catherine's going to be like, yeah, Tom. Tomorrow, you mean? Well, yeah, he, he's going to keep poking you going, you're on air, and you're going to be like. Friday. <laughs> he has a, how old is he? Bruce Willis? Yeah. Uh, let me see if they mention it. I don't, uh, no, they don't mention it. Friday. I can look it up. He's well, got to be 70, I suppose. That's I, about I, it. I, I think he has a form of dementia that yeah. that just comes on really suddenly. You mean like booze? It was uh, like frontal lobe dementia. Oh, uh, yeah, see, so that thing that thing just tears right through you. Oh, yeah. It's not one of those, you know, it's not like Alzheimer's where you might have it for 10 years. Uh, he uh, is 68 years old. He's only 68? Yeah. yeah. Well, I suppose that's close enough to 70. Um, yeah, I, I liked him in the beginning. I thought he was good on that. What was the name of the TV show he did? Uh, Moonlighting. Moonlighting, yeah. yeah. I, thought, I thought he was good on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No doubt. Not a pleasant man. I've talked to him a couple times. He's yeah. not a pleasant guy to talk to. But I suppose he has his friends, so that's good. Uh, the comedian got to be really good friends with him. Who the hell am I thinking of? Uh, and then all of a sudden, Bruce just stopped calling him. They were really good friends. Mm. The only story I know about him and a comedian is Tracy Morgan. Oh, okay, yeah, it wasn't Tracy. Yeah. It was, I can't remember who it was. I'll think of it. Highlander to the Quickening. Oh. I've never even heard of these movies. We had a lot of sequels here. Yeah. yeah. I, the yeah. first Highlander was awesome. Was it? Yeah, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, wait a minute. I don't know how this is, could possibly be true. Pinocchio. What? Pinocchio is downright scary. Oh, that's a lie. Oh, is that the Tarantino? Not the Tarantino. Uh, the um. I, I think they're talking about the original one, aren't they? They're talking about 1997 Roberto oh, Benigni. Sure. Yes, oh. that's the one I was starting was to think really of. Really that bad? Yeah. Oh, this looks horrendous it's just from the still picture. Looks scary. Where the hell did he get that outfit? I don't know. It, it looks so spooky. They did a whole thing on like it being. Very scary. Let me put it this way. I'm looking at this picture right now, and I'm going to call him and go, hey, your mom wants her outfit back. hey <laughs> What a weird-ass outfit. The Bad News Bears goes to Japan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That even sounds great. I'd watch that. I love those mm-hmm. multiple premise movies. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's what you need. There was, that was a big thing for a while. I don't, I've never heard of any of these movies. Dark Tide with Halle Berry? I've never heard of that. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of it. It's Halle Berry. I'm oh, seeing it. Mm-hmm. I know. Rather attractive young woman. Yeah. Maybe not so young anymore. The Ridiculous Six turned out <gasps> to be controversial. That's with Adam Sandler. Yeah, Adam mm-hmm. Sandler's in it. Yep. And it's actually super funny, but it's also, you have to just know it's ridiculous. So it's just terrible. No, that's his brand. It mm-hmm. was not bad. Like, we laughed quite a bit. Our our, ne- our niece, uh, Cassidy, made us watch it about two months ago when she was in town, and yeah. we were laughing pretty hard. Ooh, I think this next one might be a problem. I think Nick Swardson was in it, but I'm not he, sure. I think he was as well. Um, gosh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, Taylor Lautner was in it, which was pretty wild. Oh, right? Yeah. And I think Nick was in this next one, too. Bucky Larson, Born to be a Star. Yes. <laughs> he was in that, wasn't he? I think he starred in it, didn't he? I think yes. he... Oh, there's his picture. Pretty, I'm looking at yeah. it right now. It's pretty bad. He's got the buck teeth and the horrible haircut. and So, Nick, that's too bad. One of your movies... Two of your movies got picked to be the worst... <laughs> two of the ten worst movies of all oh. time. Fred, the movie. I don't remember Fred. Oh, yeah. Fred was like the first YouTube sensation. 
Oh, it was. And okay. They made, they made a movie out of him. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It doesn't. I don't even know who. They're showing the guy who stars, and I have no idea who the hell that is. Yeah, he's like a young blonde-haired kid. Is that the, the Lucas Crookshank? Yeah, because he's the guy who like played Fred on YouTube. Oh, he did. Okay. Yeah. All right. We only got a couple to go. Gotti missed the mark for a mobster film. Well, that oh, was... people did not like that. Was that it, Randall it, who made that one? Travolta was Travolta in it. was terrible, I heard. Mm-hmm. But who made, I think it was, that's that Randall scandal, I think, that they're talking about, that he oh, made that and he was did not do well. I do not know. Yeah, Home... Randall Emmett was one yeah, of the Yeah, Randall producers. Emmett, there you go. Homecoming gets 0%. Never even heard of that either. Exorcist to the Heretic. Was oh, that the one with uh, your boy from... Uh, from New York, what the hell's his name? Great actor. Uh, I can see his face, but I can't think of his name. So, you know, I would go see a movie if, if the title was simply The Heretic. Just The Heretic, yeah. Yes. That's fine. Forget The Exorcist 2 part. Or The Tick. That was Just a good the movie. Tick. The, the Tick? G- yeah. Okay, wanted, let's go see The Garbage Pail Kids. Hands down the word. I, listen, I was a huge Garbage Pail Kid fan. <laughs> oh, when you I, were? I didn't well, even I know what that so is. I could so see yeah. that you made a huge Garbage Pail Kid. I kids. still have a card hanging on my fridge right now for a character named Rudy Tootie. Oh, oh. did yeah. it fart? Oh, yeah. And oh. I, uh, but no, that fart. movie was awful. But the trailer is still out there. But it's so bad you can't find it on any sort of like, you can't get it on Amazon. You can't download it. It's not on YouTube. It is that bad. All right, we gotta, we got, we're way past uh, mm-hmm. the due dates here, so we, we can continue this some other time. How sure. about that? Sounds great. All right, that's going to do it. Talk to you tomorrow. The best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show.